on today's episode, developing your PHT flare-up plan. Welcome to the podcast, helping you overcome your proximal hamstring tendinopathy. This podcast is designed to help you understand this condition, learn the most effective evidence-based treatments, and of course, bust the widespread misconceptions. My name is Brody Sharp. I'm an online physiotherapist, recreational athlete, creator of the Run Smarter series, and a chronic proximal hamstring tendinopathy battler. Whether you are an athlete or not, this podcast will educate and empower you in taking the right steps to overcome this horrible condition. So let's give you the right knowledge along with practical takeaways in today's lesson. Okay, let's get stuck into today's episode. Um, Obviously, I'm not too sure why we haven't come up with this topic in the past. Like it's, it's taken... 33, 34 episodes, but um, this is what we're going to talk about today, developing your flare-up plan. And it's on the back of this, like to start off with, obviously tailored advice is always going to be the best because everyone's so individual. A flare-up plan, um, taking into consideration all of your circumstances, like all of your your current strength, um, what goals, what fitness goals you have, what you do on a day-to-day basis, um, what duties you have outside of exercise and ex- outside of your rehab, all of these things combine or should be considered within your flare-up plan. And so knowing that, I'm trying my best today to kind of come up and provide generic guidelines, I guess you could say, um, at least giving you some sort of template that you can take away and say, okay, I get this is kind of how a, a flare-up plan works. Um, because it's super, super important to have a flare-up plan in place along with your like your rehab, along with your management plan, your journey to get back to where you uh, where you want to be at, like your rehab ladder. Establishing a management plan is key. Um, having a plan is key and a flare-up plan should just be a part of that management plan because uh, it's almost expected that you you develop a flare up along the way. Like I know almost every single running related injury I've had, I've rehabbed it, done all the right things, but there's been some hiccups along the way. There has been some sort of flare up where it's just what I accept. I expect that when I rehab things, I am going to challenge my tissues. I am going to um, challenge them through strength. I'm going to challenge them through exercise, through return to running. I'm just going to see what tested out and see what I can, what I'm, what I'm capable of. And if I get too close to flirting with that injury kind of boundary, or if there's a combination of several different factors, um, maybe I've exercised in a safe range, but then I under recovered. And then um, I was sitting for a long period of time outside of my rehab and like a, a whirlwind of combinations could just lead to a flare-up it's just what's expected it's just a part of any sort of rehab and I know it can cause a huge emotional strain on people when they do experience experience flare-ups when they experience multiple flare-ups when they feel like they've taken one step forward and then four steps back and they feel like they're starting from stage one or step one and I understand that can be extremely frustrating but flare-ups are a part of recovery and we know that recovery isn't this linear line where your goal, um, this end stage goal that you have is, you know, off in the distance and our rehab is just this nice, smooth, linear trajectory 
towards that goal. It just doesn't work that way. There are hiccups, there are U-turns, there are downfalls, but generally week by week, month by month, we're heading closer and closer to that goal, hopefully, if, it, if your management plan um, is right. So keep that in mind. Um, what might influence a flare-up, like I said, it could be mechanical. You could just have gone from running 20 minutes to running 30 minutes, and that was just too much. Still um, on the mechanical side of things with your rehab, you might have increased your amount of deadlifts from, you know, four sets of 10 to four sets of 15 or just up the weights too much. So there's there can be a mechanical component. It could just be under recovery, maybe not sleeping as well. Um, maybe just, you know, hydration, nutrition, sleep, all these sort of things just lead to under recovery and cause a flare up. But we do know that pain um, is very much influenced by a multitude of factors, this biopsychosocial thing that we talk about. So stress can heighten pain sensitivity. We know that um, stress can just elevate pain levels and just could just spark up a flare up just without anything mechanically happening um, because we do know that pain is, um, yeah, all to do with the brain and so multifactorial. And keep in mind that every flare up is different. Every flare up could be minor, could be major, um, could not disrupt your your current strength program or your current rehab journey, um, or it could have a significant in, in influence and a significant disruption on the recovery of your PHT. And so, when we're coming up with these management plans, or in fact, when I'm working with my athletes online who do have PHT and they want this um, flare management plan, I often um, give them a couple of choices because we're not too sure about what current flare-up they have. We're trying to predict about a a future flare-up and what the advice is. And so uh, this is when it can get quite tricky. And the advice that I've kind of compiled in today's episode, I've taken a couple of my clients and kind of combined all the the advice that I've given and kind of just merged it into one. But um, I do provide different advice compared uh, from a minor flare-up to a major flare-up. So um, I will write down for certain individuals, okay, if you have a minor flare-up in the future, these are the things that might happen. If you have a major flare-up in the future, these are some things that we might need to consider. This is how we need to influence your um, your rehab. And once they understand those two extremes, then any other flare-up in between, because it, it's kind of on a spectrum, right? You could... It could be minor, um, moderate, major, anything, anywhere on that spectrum. But if you know the minor things that we should do, if you know the major things that we should do, then uh, we can kind of just, through trial and error, just follow these guidelines somewhere in the middle. Okay, so let's start with a minor flare-up. And what's what causes a minor flare-up? Not important at the moment, but these are some instructions, some very generic template instructions if someone were to have a minor flare-up. Um, first, never oh, try not to progress too much through your plan. As your rehab journey starts, you'll notice that you want to increase, steadily increase your capacity, steadily increase the weights in the gym, steadily increase the amount of running you're doing or cycling or anything. During a minor flare-up, we don't want to progress any of that. We either want to keep things really stagnant. We want to repeat what we did the previous week, um, especially if you don't notice anything mechanical that 
cause the flare up. Like if there was a spike in training, we don't want to repeat that. But if you knew that the, what you did the week prior was previously um, okay for the tendon, then we might want to repeat that and just continue to monitor symptoms along the way. Um, for the first one or two days of a minor flare-up, just relative rest. So uh, I'd say no running or reduced amount of running if you're a runner, but that could apply to gym exercises or cycling or the rower, whatever um, cardio-based exercises that you're involved in. So relative rest, let the let the tendon just settle down a little bit. Day two, so we're not resting for a lot. Day two, we can resume some loading, which would be, um, depending on the symptoms, it could be anything that just, that just uh, the aim is just to maintain the, the load tolerance or the tissue tolerance. And so that could be isometrics. It could be your isometric bridges or isometric deadlifts or um, single leg, maybe out of compression um, exercises like a leg curl, um, those prone leg curls everyone knows. These can be some low-level exercises that you might want to start day two and then, again, following symptoms. So one to two days relative rest. By day two or three, we're resuming our loading, just um, just paying attention to symptoms along the way. If responding really well, if you're responding well, my dog Jasmine just decided to have a shake. If responding well to those loading exercises, then we resume your gym and rehab exercises at about, I say about 70 to 80% of a, your pre-flare-up. So if you're previously doing deadlifts, well, let me give you an example. If you're doing deadlifts at, say, 20 kilos, you might want to back that off to 14 or 15 kilos. Just something that um, you know that you can tolerate well. We're loading up the tendon, so we're being proactive that way but we're just not doing as many. We're not challenging the tendon in the same way. And then pay attention over the 24 hours after that just to see how things go. So just a very generic kind of um, ratio, 70 to 80%, pay attention to symptoms along the way. But that's if you're responding well to day two or three loading exercises. If you're not responding well to those loading exercises, then it might be more of a major flare-up than you, you were expecting um, and we need to take it a bit more cautiously. So let's assume that you started loading it up again and you're responding quite well. Then we can return to the gym um, two to four times a week and let's just say you started at 70% of pre-flare-up capacity. Then we every time every week you go back into the gym we, or every, um, every session that you go back into the gym, we're plussing or minusing 10% depending on how symptoms went. So if you started conservative and you thought, oh, let me go to 70% of my pre-flare-up capacity, we've done deadlifts at 15 kilos and we've responded well to that and responded well to 70% of all those other rehab exercises, then next time we go to 80%. So we're increasing our overall rehab dosage by 10%. Um, and if you respond well to that, then next time we're in the gym, we increase it by 10% again. We go to 90% of your pre-flare-up dosage, whatever that may be. But um, converse to that, if you don't, if it doesn't agree with you and it's the irritation continues, then we minus 10%. So we might go from 70% to 60%. And you'll notice that, okay, there's not a lot of time in this plan to rest. 
but we're being very proactive because the tendons love load. And as long as we foster the right environment, then the tendon's going to respond well and settle down in that flare-up plan just like that. What is going on with Jasmine? She decided to ruffle up her bed. I thought it would be um, quite nice to have Jasmine in here while I'm doing my recording because if I put her outside, she starts barking at the neighbours, especially at this time of the day when school finishes and we've got kids running outside. So I put her in here and now she decides to <laughs> disrupt. As soon as we started the episode, she was sleeping. And it seems like as soon as I hit record, she's like, yeah, let me try and um, be the center of attention. Anyway, I digress. So you go through um, 60% of your pre-flare-up routine. Um, and if that's still too much and there's a, a flare-up, then you might want to downgrade to 50%. Uh, and we're, we're just constantly being proactive, constantly trying to find what sort of loading the tendon responds well to. And once we hit that spot, then we slowly work our way back up. Um, so I hope that message comes across. Um, also during like PHT specifically, if you experience a minor flare up, we want to be mindful of what you're doing outside of your rehab. So be mindful of sitting. We know, let's just say, if you could tolerate two hours of sitting without, without the tendon getting angry, and then all of a sudden you have this minor flare up, that two hours might cut down to maybe 40 minutes. And so we really want to be careful in those couple of days while that tendon's sorting itself out that we um, maybe stand up and move around a little bit more. Um, so sitting's one of them, Repeti repeating um, bending forward. So if you're constantly picking things up off the floor, like say um, a kindergarten teacher, just constantly picking things up. Um, if you're cleaning the house, if you're vacuuming and there's a lot of bending forward, um, bending forward still okay, even if there's a little bit of pain, but that repeated bending, like, you know, sometimes it could be up to 50 times throughout the day. We really want to limit that during this particular flare-up stage. And static stretching, again, very low amounts of static stretching can be okay. But during, a, just say for an example, during a minor flare-up, you might not want to go to a yoga class and just do a lot of stretching. Even if it's, if you've tolerated that quite well in the past, if you've built up that tendon capacity to tolerate a lot of stretching during a particular flare-up. You really don't want to be doing a lot of that. Um, so uh, to kind of summarize the minor flare-up management plan, it is one to two days relative rest. Don't challenge it. Try not to challenge it with a run or like a big cardio workout or some heavy weight sessions. Just take it easy. Um, then resume loading and you, you'll start to, as you have more and more flare-ups, you'll start to know more about that. Actually, I might put that in my notes. I might put down when I get to the bottom what I do with my flare-ups. And then um, that might help provide a little bit of clarity. I've, I've had a, a very recent flare-up, actually. I might talk about that. So we're going from the minor flare-up management plan now to the major. So if you have a significant flare-up, a significant increase in symptoms, what should we do? Um, so first two to three days, we take relative rest and this time maybe some anti-inflammation tablets are optional for two days. We definitely don't want to take them for longer than two days. Uh, we know that anti-inflammation medication can be detrimental, uh, long-term for tendon health. So keep that in mind. Then we have after that particular relative rest, um, phase, maybe about day three or four, we resume some 
level one loading. That might be, same as before, might be some isometrics, any sort of loading that we can tolerate. So trial and error and see how that loading response um, influences the body and influences the tendon. If responding well to those low levels, so it'd be similar to that isometric kind of um, advice in the minor flare-ups, then we can return back to our strengthening. However, we remove all plyometrics. We want to be sure that um, during a major flare-up, plyometrics are removed for maybe a week or two. But we resume back at the gym at about 50 to 70% what we were currently doing. So while the minor flare-ups was 70 to 80%, this one might be about 50 to um, 70%. So if your deadlifts were 20 kgs, now we're going to deadlifts 10 kilograms. So not a lot, but just loading it up somewhere and seeing how the tendon responds. And like anything else, we're doing plus or minus 10% every gym session, depending on symptoms. Um, if you do those 10 kilos and the the tendon still flares up, then we might keep the 10 kilos, but do less reps. We might do a reduced range of movement. So only doing half deadlifts, we might drop down to say eight kilos. Like there's a whole bunch of different variables that we can play around with, but just starting somewhere, seeing how the tendon responds and then um, build on or um, yeah. So if we're following this principle, if you're doing your rehab three to four times a week and we start at 50% and everything responds really well, then in about a week and a half, you're back to pre flare up symptoms. Sometimes it might take two weeks um, because you might have some sessions where tendons a bit sore and you might reduce or keep at 50% for a couple of sessions. Then once the tendon feels quite comfortable, you might want to increase to 60, then 70, 80, 90%. Um, but it's usually about a yeah 10 days to two weeks kind of process before you're at pre-flare-up symptoms uh, or pre-flare-up dosages. Whereas with that minor flare-up, might only take a week. Um, so again, every flare-up is different, but these are just general guidelines. Once you're tolerating 80% of your strength training rehab, that's when we can resume some cardio. It's when we can resume some plyometrics, but you want to resume cardio and plyometrics at about 70% of your pre-flare-up symptoms. So uh, let me just use a, a example. We've had a major flare-up of the tendon. We used to run half an hour, um, so for the first week, we're slowly bit, we've we've not been running, but we've increased our strength um, all the way up from fifty percent all the way to eighty percent. Tendon's doing really well, so we say fantastic. Let me slowly in, um, implement my plyometrics again. So maybe kettlebell swings. And let's slowly implement, say, some running, but we're starting at 70% of what we were currently doing or of our pre-flare-up symptoms. So that 30-minute 30, 30 run is now like a 20 to 25-minute run. See how things go. And again, we're paying attention to symptoms along the way and just fluctuating those um, dosages depending on the tendon. So we want to make sure during these flare-ups as well that we're recovering very well. We want to make sure that our stress is addressed. We want to make sure our sleep is addressed and um, all those things that allow for good recovery. I had a list, how many is here? About eight, um, seven or eight um, factors that can influence 
um, a, a certain flare up or things that I ask a runner or ask my clients to see how um, significant of a flare up it is and just judging how much of a flare up it is because you might be sore and you might think, oh, it's not actually that bad or is it a mild, is it a major? So these are some questions I'd ask. One, what was your previous tendon capacity compared to now? So let's just say sitting. If you could sit for an hour, but now it's only 10 minutes, those sort of questions. Um, Previous strength, so what sort of capacity, uh, what sort of like either cardio capacity, how long were you running pre-flare-up compared to now, how much can it currently tolerate, how much strength can it currently tolerate, so um, lifting, how many deadlifts, how heavy deadlifts, was it tolerating compared to now? What are the pain levels? Was it a 2 out of 10? Now it's a 6 out of 10. Irritability levels. So um, after doing my deadlifts, pain used to hang around for 10 minutes. Now after doing deadlifts, pain hangs around for 2 hours. Those sort of irritability levels. Is the pain itself localized to that area or is it now quite widespread? And uh, what's its response to low-level loading, like isometrics? Is How much pain is there during isometrics, like a, a static bridge? Um, and just these sort of questions I like to ask to determine how significant of a flare-up it is. Um, so that's what I have written down, and now I have written down sort of my experience with a flare-up. Um, because my tendons, my hamstring tendons, I focus really hard on building up a lot of capacity, a lot of strength. I do a lot of power-based stuff, strength-based stuff, even when the tendons are a little bit sore. Um, When I have a a mild flare-up, I like to load up my hamstrings. Um, I respond very, very well to heavy load. And so um, a couple of weeks ago, driving down to um, a a beach house that we have in Ocean Grove, um, a lot of sitting, And then just while we're there, a fair bit of sitting. Um, So when I got home, the next couple of days, my tendons were, my hamstring tendons were just a little bit achy. That's a mild flare up for me. And I decided to dedicate the next couple of days to really heavy, slow loading. So that's single leg deadlifts for me. That's um, deadlifts with a barbell and um, Nordic hip hinges. Just focusing on those for a couple of days and then, the tendons respond really well for me. I can't remember the last time I had a major flare-up, but if I was to wake up tomorrow, well, <laughs> I've got to play basketball tonight, so possibilities that it could be a major flare-up if I do something very silly. But if I woke up tomorrow and both my tendons are really achy, definitely would do any running for the next two or three days. Um, I would focus on static bridges, so um, long lever isometric bridges, do those several times throughout the day just to load it up somewhat, limit my sitting, do a lot more standing, uh, and then just pay attention to how things go. If I was to return to running, I'd do a walk-run program and um, base symptoms along the way, slowly get more involved in my deadlifts, slowly get more involved in my squats, and yeah, pretty much just following what I've just said, just um, increase by 10% plus or minus depending on the symptoms and then just take from there. Um, so that's, I hope, I hope that makes sense. Hopefully these, this template kind of makes sense. Everyone's going to, uh, ask sort of individual questions or how your circumstances are different compared to what I've just illustrated. But these are just, like I said, very generic, 
um, any other advice, any other tailored advice would just have to depend on the individual. And which is why all of my flower plans that I give my clients are so highly individualized because um, we're all human. We're all, we've all got lives outside of our PhD recovery. And so we need to factor those in. Um, I hope that made sense. I don't know what I have scheduled <laughs> in for the next episode. Um, at the time of recording, this is going out in like three or four weeks. And so um, I'll do some planning in a couple of weeks time for the future episodes. But um, yeah, hope you enjoyed. Hopefully this um, is almost kind of helps reassure you that flare-ups are totally normal. And hopefully you can write down your own flare-up plan. And if that doesn't work or you need more guidance, I'm always here to help. Um, but yeah, hopefully you enjoyed and we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks once again for listening and taking control of your rehab. If you are a runner and love learning through the podcast format, then go ahead and check out the Run Smarter podcast hosted by me. I'll include the link along with all the other links mentioned today in the show notes. So open up your device, click on the show description, and all the links will be there waiting for you. Congratulations on paving your way forward towards an empowering, pain-free future. And remember, knowledge is power.